Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. We're talking about beer critters today. And while that may make us sound like a country yokel, it's hard to find another way to describe this collection of yeasts and bacteria that will fill up today's show. So yeah, turns out these bumpkins have some book learning. So grab a wild ale or some sort of sour and join us while we have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. Uh, I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. Hi, everybody. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, we've been in a, in a long Randy Savage conversation for the last, last little bit. Uh, you speak of Randy with his full name. Sorry, the Macho Man, man. The, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Well, no, better yet, we were we were doing what if Randy Savage were a Southern Baptist preacher and we decided that his speech pattern very much fit the bill. Like Ooh, um, yeah. Uh-huh. It makes me want to watch more so the um that that movie with Sterling K. Brown that or is it a movie or a show now? Uh the Honk If You Love Jesus. Mm. I want to see that now. Oh, more yeah, than... I remember that now. Um, it was, He's great, too. It went Gosh. straight to streaming. I, well, I think it's on a streaming like network or whatever. Yeah. Like, just, there no, like, that's a thing. No more straight to video. It's straight, straight to streaming. To when, was it, when was the last time you saw a video store? I know. I've aged myself. <laughs> What's video? <laughs> so, no, okay. If we want to talk about things coming straight to streaming, why well, I'm not going to talk crap. Uh, first of all, Disney is making a Figment movie, feature length, about an amusement park ride character. That like it's one of their few like Disney World IPs. Like that's it was only in the parks. He's a beloved character since the eighties, and now he's going to get his own movie done by Seth Rogen. I feel like you're gaslighting me that that he exists. So. <sighs> Well, I don't is, know what you're talking about. His name is Figment because he's a figment of your imagination. Yeah. Mm, nope. Well, nope. I don't. I, I'm, I don't recall it. Don't think it happened. I'm pretty sure you're lying to me. He's a, well. That's what Disney said too when they took him out. <laughs> Until because he was in the sh- in in the ride, and then they, they took him out. They take him out back, back into. In. They take yeah. him out into a, a, a alleyway and. Uh, to talk to some friends of uh, of Waltz. Then the people rebelled, and they had to rebuild the ride, putting him, like, shoehorning him back in. 
And now it's not as good as it used to be. And now it sucks. And everyone's like, well, at least we got Figment back in it. And and they would have gladly let it die there. But no, they released a popcorn bucket of him. And people waited in line for like nine hours to buy these popcorn buckets every day. You people are crazy. I didn't do it. I wouldn't do it. You people. Disney people. But yeah, we are. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> if something crazy like that landed while we're all going to be there, uh, yeah, you better believe one of us would be sacrificing the day and be like, well, I'm going to be in this line to buy as many popcorn buckets as they'll sell me so we can resell them for $500 a pop. <laughs> Apparently there was a 1980s series with Figment in it. Apparently, So he showed up in a few things since um, there were some behind-the-scenes series on the Disney Channel uh, with him because Joe Rohde originally did his... Well, he was the sidekick for the Dreamfinder. And Imagineer Joe Rohde, you know, the famous one with all the, like, gigantic earrings, uh, played this bearded man that was, I don't know, basically that episode of South Park. Figment's handler. With the episode of South Park where they have to use imagination and they sing the song... And he's riding the real weird like bicycle train thing. Those that is all lifted directly from Journey into Imagination, which was the ride with Figment. <laughs> huh. See. That that aside. I'm man. sorry, like this this is the level of like intensity of like knowledge about Disney things where I'm like, I have no room to judge. I know the name of the crazy Bolshevik Muppet, so this, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about, Crazy Harry with the yeah. bombs and. This seems like Figment's about ready to like do some some weird things. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh, is this Figment? He this he flashes Figment. children during a ride. I see why they don't keep him around. He's a sex offender. That's how it goes. All He's right. on a list. Well, we we make our booking in 16 days. <laughs> Not that anyone's counting. Right, well, so. no, I'll be on a, well, I guess I could, I'll be on a boat in 16 days. On a boat? Don't you ever forget. All right, well, uh, what's everyone been up to? Let's do our rundown real quick. We've already been Burned on a through tangent. some time. Uh, 16 days, that's not long. <laughs> Casey's apparently planning on a cruise, so uh, that's what he's been up to. Not trying to rush through him or anything. It's just kind of like he's he's well, now distracted he's by how many. Well, the next person. <laughs> no, I was distracted by how many days he's quick. got. Like, oh. Yeah, I haven't even uploaded my passports or anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who? Are you really even going to need passports? You're just going to get drunk on the boat. That's you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. I'm very much a boat person. I could give or take. I'll, I'll only be off out of the three ports we're stopping in. I'll only be off in one port. That's uh, <sighs> but uh, anything other than uh, than boat planning in in the life of Casey? Oktoberfests, mm. all the Oktoberfests. When was the last Oktoberfest? Was it this past weekend or the weekend before? Weekend uh, before. Okay, yeah. so like three out of four weekends, I will be at an Oktoberfest. It's <laughs> uh, the fest season. Actually, uh, ran into someone last night uh, who didn't know that uh, Cincinnati has an Oktoberfest. However, they well, 
they were at uh, they were at a different Oktoberfest that weekend uh, in Munich. Oh, well. <laughs> so I was like, you know, what? I wouldn't feel too bad about not getting to that one. Eh, you know, if you had to pick, I think even the people from uh, from Cincinnati would pick. Mm-hmm. Although they they did seem pretty jazzed about the idea of wiener dog races. Is that not a thing in Munich? I don't think so. I so think like, they, they, it's mostly like, you know, polka bands and... They're missing out. And fight. Carney rides. I had a good Oktoberfest today um, from Three Floyds. Mm. Really good. Ooh, it was kind of actually, old yeah. school Oktoberfest style. Yeah, I think I actually have had that one. That's pretty good. Uh, what about you, Bob? Not a whole lot. There's just, It's been... A lot of, a lot of working lately. I got back from the Oktoberfest time off and went, just buried myself in work for two weeks. Uh, uh, did, uh, I did spend some money on the new FIFA game because there's a Ted Lasso there, and hmm. it's just really funny to be playing as a you know create a character, put him into the career mode, and you just look over there and there's Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso just trying to. Tell you what to do. Although they traded, they traded Zero in in preseason, and I'm just like, what? No, look, this team should not be allowed to do any trading. Right. It's just it's strictly that cast get be done. They 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 do have to put some randos in there for you know injuries and whatnot. So, but they do use pretty much the faces for for all you know you. Uh, you say is Obasanya in there? Obasanya is in there. You see Sam, Danny, uh, uh. Uh, 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 Jamie, uh, Coach Beard. Uh, Coach Beard, you don't see. Apparently, they have items you can make a Coach Beard, but nice. he is not there. There is a Coach Beard. Um, I don't know if you have to earn it or what, but there's a Coach Beard. I was looking earlier. There's a Coach Beard like manager that you can get if you're playing. I think in like manager mode. I think you can unlock yeah. like a yeah an extra. Uh, there's also uh, it, it is weird though. Like there's there's continuity error that I do have an issue with. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Roy Kent is playing. Oh. Which is fine, but they're wearing a shirt that say banter on them. Oh uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And would have been after the fact. Yep. Yeah. Would have been. Uh, but I it mean, is you know it's great to see you know they got the real uh, uh, Brett Goldstein to be here and is all his CGI glory. The real Hercules. Does he just? Does he just drop f bombs like left and right? They they or? don't have voice lines. That's the ah, one thing. Like they okay. just use their likeness, but no one really speaks. Gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but he does have like crazy aggression, like as a, as is one of his stats. So like you know, he wants that ball. He's getting that ball. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, is he gonna slide tackle? Yeah, he is. Also, a little prone to injury. First time I played, he was injured for four weeks with knee injuries. I, was like, I mean, they're they're sticking yeah, to it. Fair. <laughs> uh, gosh, How about what? you guys? Sorry, uh, now, now I'm just trying to think of the name of that the new team captain from season two. Um, oh, uh, Isaac McAdoo. Yeah, he's he's oh, also okay. in. I was I out of town on work uh, in glorious, sunny Danville, Kentucky. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, naughty, naughty Danville. Danville. It's Dan Barry, but yes, that's what I thought too. So yeah, and uh, yeah, 
and nothing to do there. So I worked and I slept. And I worked and I slept. And we both have uh, major stretching that needs to happen. <laughs> I messed my back up, picking Emmett up the wrong way last week. Uh, earlier this week, I messed my back up by sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I did just think of something. I was down at uh, Mirror Twin yesterday. Uh, they're having their like six anniversaries, uh, and they had a blueberry, blackberry, and something else sour on right now. It's it's actually real good. They call it the uh, oh no. You had me at oh. blueberry. They also have a variant of that with marshmallow, and I looked at it as like marshmallow. And I just assumed it was, I saw something with marshmallow, I was like, that's a stout, I don't want that right now. Give me that sour. And then I looked at it, I was like, wait, that's another version of it. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know how it tastes. Uh, what it, someone I was with said, like, it, it tastes probably fine, just with that infection sugar thing. But uh, yeah, yeah marshmallow, to, marshmallow to me just screams like, okay, we added vanilla, but yeah, here's this too. We, we wanted to make it act like it was something special. Yeah. Not like I haven't done that before, though. <laughs> in fact, right oh. now I've got a whoopie pie porter on, <laughs> which is oh, yeah, which yeah. is very much in that range. Oh, oh! I can feel my pancreas giving up right now. <laughs> right. We found out today that the combination of the whoopie pie porter and the banana nut bread brown ale, doing a half and half of those two, oh. was the winner. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna need. I'll take. Uh, I'll take eight. I want to have that. It's like half and half in a can. Just yeah. don't shake it. Mm. <laughs> that's just uh, a good rule of thumb, regardless. Yeah, that's. Uh, that sounds pretty good, actually. I would. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna need you to to, to get me some of that. Uh, Brittany, uh, how? Anything in particular, and um, on your end? Aside from. Uh, you know, super fun, uh, I don't know, toddler, soon-to-be preschooler, sleep regression, it seems. Um, I've just, I've been having a good time at work. Like, I did a presentation, and I was pretty proud, and my boss's boss was like, this is great. I was like, yes. Uh, Killing it. And then, um, I'm trying to do more more drawing stuff. Um <laughs> I think I've done like I just made like four new patterns and then like three or four more like uh I don't know characters I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So, I've just been kind of obsessed, but I'm also like obsessed with checking uh on the new iPad Pro announcement when it comes out, <laughs> which will be this month. Um cuz Emmett's going to get my current tablet. Uh we found like this awesome incredibly kid-proof kid Ace with like a handle mm-hmm. and like the rest of it's like all silicone and just I was like yes. You uh, you slab it like you do those uh, like old comics you want to preserve forever uh, and never ever actually get to read. You just slab your tablet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh. William, I will slab you. Mm. All right. Well, yeah, good times. Well, yeah. I- we do have a topic. We do. Um, I, we don't have any announcements, do we? Um, 
you should go to the store on the website and buy mm. one of our Have a Drink uh, Oktoberfest Drinking Team jerseys. And yeah. all, <laughs> all profits will be donated to the uh, Streamathon on New Year's Eve. Uh, well, I guess we'll do it like r- almost right at midnight. We'll have to take the tally to do the donation so we can squeak it in before the streamathon ends. I thought we were doing to uh, the relief efforts or whatever. Mm, it was going to New Year's Eve streamathon. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, we have a. Uh, did we post the picture? Because I don't remember. And if we didn't, we should of all of us. We did. Okay. Yeah, with the. Yes, all all, uh, all of us got the jersey and all, all of us <laughs> did. There's totally not someone with one that's slightly off hue. Look. I don't know what you're talking about. They match perfectly. Lighting is I hard. showed the photo to Ashley and she was like, I didn't know you got that. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, People I will are just say, glancing uh, at this. It's fine. As, as far as announcements, we'll probably have something a little more concrete later, but keep uh, November 14th. Open in your schedules for for for, view, for your viewing schedules. Mm. Mm. Something might be coming for some people we know. Okay. Well, uh, on that note, I think we can get into some things. I know I don't have the new sound bumper ready. I am sorry. Been on that truck. Been on that truck. Been on that truck. Speaking of not that drunk, before we get into the topic, I just I hear that now, and I'm just thinking of Casey looking at a, a fruited uh, a barley wine, going like, "Oh, this is not just a sour. Oh, oh, this is not five percent." <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to end up being like a, a little like five percent fruited strawberry like blonde ale, and then I pour it out, and I'm like, "Well, that's dark. Why is that dark?" And then it ends up being a I don't know twelve fourteen percent barley wine. Like, oh, well, this is not where I was expected tonight to go. <laughs> That's when you just, like, lay back and, and just let, take let the drink take you. I was trying to play Returnal, and uh, that game definitely requires hand-eye coordination. All right. Anyway, um, so, beer critters. Gotta drink them all. <laughs> Basically, it's, like a, it's, it's, it's either some kind of, like, Pokemon-style thing, or it's... Uh, or it's a typo, and we're actually talking about bitters. Are we talking about bitters today? No. Okay. No. Uh, bad beer bitters. Bad beer bitter. Uh, that that I feel like that's an album of some kind. I don't know who's. Uh, anyway, today we are covering the most common of non-standard yeasts and bacterias uh, that breweries could see. Uh, most breweries strive to prevent some of these to de- uh, developing. Uh, while some, oh, sorry, some strive to prevent these, while some will develop beers which highlight their effects. Looking it off color. <laughs> As I'm sure it's fine. Boom. Just thinking of that that Simpsons episode where they've shaken the can up too much and it oh, detonates yeah, the house. Puts it in the paint mixer. Yeah. <laughs> well, the four uh, four that we are looking at today are. Bretonomyces, diastolis, diastolis. Uh, Let me jump in on these. Uh, Lactobacillus, Bretonomyces, 
Diastaticus. Uh, Diastaticus, okay. Then Lactobacillus, Lactobacillus and, and Pediococcus. The other two, uh, the, the other three I was more or less fine on, but it was the Diastacillus that I was... Yeah, we'll, um, we'll be yes. saying them a lot, so... Uh, there's also shortened firms, forms, but we'll get into that. Well, uh, Britannomyces, Greek for British fungus, uh, is a form of yeast, uh, not apparently a form of fungus. Uh, it is commonly referred to as brett. I like a, I like a, uh, uh, like a yeast that you're on a first name basis with. Uh, and while it may be favorable in small quantities in wine, it is usually considered an unwanted, unwanted yeast in beer. Uh, while there are a few exceptions to this rule, uh, but uh, yeah, mostly no, don't want brett. Uh, brett is a cousin to Saccharomyces, uh, and it is categorized separately. Uh, Since Brett, just like uh, standard brewing yeast, uses sugar as a food source, it can be used to solely ferment beer into alcohol. Uh, When the sole organism is used in fermentation, it produces very few off flavors and uh, brings a character of earthiness, backyard funk, and even some fruitiness. Uh, Brett Kalasny uh, is known to produce some pineapple-like uh, character, pineapple-like character in primary fermentation. Didn't realize I knew his last name now too. Clanassi, Clasini, Clasini, Clasini. Must be Italian. Uh, Anyway, Brett uh, has developed along alongside many beers throughout the throughout their evolution, and is probably a character uh, most associated with beer created prior to the invention of sanitary practices and brewing. Hmm. Yeah, darndest thing that uh, old ales from England, Oud Gies, uh, and lambics from Belgium, and classic saisons would all have developed with co-fermenting of Saccharomyces and Brettanomyces. Brett gets into the nooks and crannies of a barrel and is difficult, if not impossible, to remove once it is established. Gets all up in there. Uh, Therefore, most barrel-aged beers from history would have some form of Brett in their makeup. Uh, It is only with monoculture monoculture of modern brewing, utilizing single yeast cells to propagate up a pure uh, strain pitch that uh, allows for the removal of Brett from the guidelines of most beer. That's... (laughs) The monoculture of modern brewing makes it sound very, you know, sad we've lost the Brett out of our beer, but also, you know, you get what you actually intend, I guess. Yeah, well... As as with many things, um, when you reduce the complexity, it becomes more um, simplistic. Yeah. But you know, you lose the complexity of of multiple flavors in there. You use you lose the ability to say, okay, this one is different from that one in in these ways. Everything kind of begins to taste the same, uh, much like with with other cultural based things not just 
like culture in the science sense, but culture in the social science sense. Mm-hmm. When you become one one single culture, you get very few things. There's no Thai food whenever you're just hamburgers and hot dogs, is what I'm sure. saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brett Demiasi is the Thai food of, be- of beer yeast. Well, maybe mussels uh, from okay. Brussels. Mussels from Brussels. No. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is not as to say that Brett is a bad thing. Uh, so my best friends are Brett. No, uh, uh, m- many of today's, uh, classic world ales will utilize Brett in one way or another. Uh, Orval will dose Brett in each bottle con- uh, for bottle conditioning. Uh, yeah, I believe we talked about that. We were doing some of the, the, um, uh, Trappist stuff last year. We were discussing how, like, for consistency's sake, they put some in there, but it's not until, like, they're ready for it. Like, they're like, no, we're going to make a much more consistent product if we get this stuff out now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Some will... Uh... Oh, sorry. The Flanders beer will utilize Brett in their uh, culture blends along with uh, other souring bacteria to create a unique... Funky flavor. Some will produce uh, pellicle. Uh, pellicle. First, I tried to say penicillin in my head. And I was like, nope, nope, there's no ends there. Uh, some will produce pellicle, a film that blocks oxygen from reaching the beer. And others produce large amounts of vinegar aroma. aroma. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, my dad will do a shot of vine- like apple vinegar every day now. Oh yeah, I've I've heard that's a, a thing. It, more of a more of a, a old timey health cure thing, not a. That's a different uh, bacteria. So if he's doing standard, unfiltered, unpasteurized vinegar, mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about it. But it's another bad beer critter in there, called Acetobacter. That mm. is is yeah, with the presence of oxygen creates vinegar. And so you put Acetobacter with oxygen, and that's how you get vinegar. Uh, much more prevalent in, like, the scobies for uh, kombucha, though. Uh, okay. Uh, well, the strains within the Brett species are quite varied, but uh, have not been isolated or studied intensely uh, with standard brewing strains. They're like, mm, no, don't care. Get them out. Don't want them. Uh, a version of... Uh, a version from Belgium called Brettois. I feel like it's the, the Brettois of uh, is actually quite clean. Uh, along with uh, other factors, it's set uh, set apart from other Brett strains. Is it makes more like a Saccharomyces than a Brett. Historically, uh, it has been characterized in the Brett family. Uh, breweries like Three. Uh, oh, pardon. Uh, that's actually. Is it, it's not Three Fontaines, Trace Fontaine, right? Trey. Yeah, Trey. Yes. Trey Fontaine. Or Trey Dry. Fontaine. I've also, a lot of people will call it Dry Fontaine. Hmm. Uh, Trey Fontaine and Jolly Pumpkin are known for using these yeast strains in their main products. Uh, it it behaved so much like standard Saccharomyces yeasts. One brewery actually sent it off to have it analyzed genetically in 2014. This strain uh, that, may, that many breweries had been using as bread had actually been sold by a yeast manufacturer uh, as a Brett species, came back and actually being Saccharomyces strain genetically, showing how similar these yeast strains are. 
it makes sense that it has taken over 200 years for science to appropriately categorize the yeast. Uh, this uh, one strain, however, is still sold with the name bread to prevent confusion in the market pl- marketplace. Uh, it's not uh, false advertising? So when looking at white labs and the way they sell it, um, they will put in a parentheses after it, Saccharomyces, but they'll still use uh, Britannomyces uh, bruxellensis trois as the name, and then Saccharomyces after it. And actually, White Labs makes two varieties of it, one they call classic and one they call Saccharomyces, so it almost looks like they're selling the same yeast with two different ways, just to be like, all right, we got both the old and the new, even though they're the both, both the same yeast. Um, there may be a difference there, but it's kind of interesting to see how they're selling it. Hmm. All right. Well, let's get into our next subject of the day. Diastaticus var. Uh, varietal or variety. Yeah. Oh, all right. Diastaticus variety. Varietal. <laughs> And I like Diastasis Var. It makes it sound like it's a, uh, a Romulan villain in Star Trek or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most yeah. of these do. We're here against uh, the member of the Talishiar, Diastasis Var. Well, Diastasis yeast has been considered a beer spoiler throughout modern brewing. Diastasis <laughs> is a single cell yeast, which is most which most noticeably possesses genes to allow the yeast to ferment longer chains of sugars. It also tells tells you in the middle of uh, the sixth sense that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Sorry, it was called a beer spoiler, and I was... Oh. To understand why can... this is important, we need to look at the beer-making process. <laughs> when we mash grains, we use enzymes within malted grains to break long starch molecules into shorter chains of sugars. The longest chains are called starch. Medium-length chains are called dextrins. And shorter one, two, and three-length chains are called mono, uh, dia, and polysaccharides. The simplest monosaccharides most people know are glucose and fructose. If you put two glucose molecules together, you'll get maltose. If you put a glucose and a fructose together, you'll get sucrose or common table sugar. All of these are sugars which a yeast can normally metabolize into alcohol. If you put them all together, they become Captain Sugar. (laughs) I was trying to think of an an example, and I was like, I missed it. He's a hero. Gonna take your pancreas down to zero. (laughs) Gonna give you diabetes. Sorry, I'll stop now. When mashing brewers will adjust the temperature to create either more simple sugars or more complex sugars like like dextrins. While a standard yeast will be able to process simple monosaccharides like glucose and fructose and two-sugar disaccharide molecules such as sucrose and maltose, most yeasts lack the ability to ferment long-chain sugars which make up wort. This process of balancing how many long-chain sugars are left in the wort allows brewers to leave some 
thickness or body in a beer. Yeah, leave that thickness. Without body, beers will seem watery like seltzer and will just not taste right. <laughs> this is called over... I can never say it. Attenuation. There. And is a very undesirable feature in a beer. Yeah, uh, can say. Uh, a local local brewer is quite uh, quite noted for doing this. Uh, it, it can also be dangerous since the fermentation might appear to be complete. Then the brewery will package the beer in bottles or cans, and the beer may continue to ferment slowly until it bursts open, <laughs> which is also what uh, I said local brewery is very guilty of. I was going to say, yeah, just the... When other brewers were telling you, hey, you know what you should do? <laughs> Maybe not make bombs in the vo- form of beer cans. So, diastatic yeast produces its own enzymes that break down long chains of sugars and starches into smaller chunks that the yeast is able to metabolize. Some brewers claim that diastatic yeast can even break down cellulose, meaning it can eat the barrels it may be fermenting in. <laughs> oh, boy. What I'm hearing is we don't want these critters anywhere in any barrels, which I already knew, but now it's like, yeah, they're yeast termites. Picturing termites, they're just burping. <laughs> I mean, or farting. With that in mind, it can be pretty obvious why Diastaticus uh, could be considered a bad beer critter. The issue now lies in the fact that while the past diastatic yeast was considered a specific strain that the brewery would attempt to keep out, today it is known that Diastaticus is actually a set of genes that appear in multiple yeast strains. This set of genes is called STA1, STA1 is a genetic marker that signals that a specific yeast operates like diastatic yeast. In fact, today we don't call the yeast diastaticus. We call it a Saccharomyces cerevisiae diastaticus variant. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sorry, yeah. I'm just looking like trying to break down that word, and I'm like, Saccharomyces, all right, what, you know, sugar, I can't remember what myces actually would translate to, but then cerevisiae, I was like, I was like cerevisiae is like, ah, Beer. <laughs> this signifies that the yeast is actually a standard brewing yeast, but has acquired the genes that make it over attenuate. It's evolving. It's evolving and to attenuate. It's evolving in not the good way. Some beers, however, are known for being extremely dry, and the STA1 gene is known to be in the classic yeasts for those beers. On the White Labs yeast website, they list over 18 yeast strains with the STA1 gene present. Some of these include Bavarian wheat beer yeast. I can see, yeah, I can see that completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belgian strong and golden ale yeasts. Most Saison yeasts, Pinot Noir and Merlot wine yeasts, Scotch whiskey yeasts, Swiss, Swiss lager yeast. For some reason, that's a mouthful. And most notably for modern brewers, the Coastal Haze New England IPA yeast strain. Hmm. With such a long list of yeasts, which can cause... You say yeasts enough, and it starts to feel funny in your mouth. 
The word has lost all meaning. Meaning. It's yeah. yes, now just a collection of sounds. It's like when you have to like write out a word so many times, you're like, this is just wrong now, right? That's just not <laughs> just crazy. Okay. Anyway, it was such a long the list. Semitic satiation. satiation. Mm. With such long lists of yeasts, that's another tongue twister. With such lists of yeast, with such a long list of yeast, which can cause over attenuation, it yeast is no sells wonder. Yeast shells by the yeast shore. Indeed, he said, "She sells yeast shells by the yeast shore." Oh, that's a bit. Paul. Anyway, it uh, can cause over attenuation. It is no wonder why many breweries have experienced diastaticus infections in their packaging lines, leading to millions in lost revenue and cleanup costs. Yeah, so there was a, um, a pretty, we, we covered it on this show even, uh, a pretty well-known lawsuit that happened where mm. Left Hand Brewing sued White Labs because oh, yeah. White Labs yeasts were allegedly contaminated with diastaticus. Mm-hmm. Now, this was back when the research was really being done well on what is diastaticus. So it was once thought diastaticus was its own yeast. Nowadays, we know that it's not necessarily its own yeast. It is a gene sequence that appears in certain yeasts that make them do this this weird and funky thing um, where they take all the sugars in the beer and, and ferment them out. Um and play that funky music. Play that yeah. funky music, yeast boy. Yeast boy. Um, the yeast kind of kind of funny because White Labs' uh, mascot is Yeast Man, so Yeast Boy is definitely saying you know, a few, Dad. You know, I feel like it's not they're not going to have the same kind of like category of like uh, ancillary heroes for Yeast Man. Like you're not going to see Yeast Woman and Yeast Girl. Oh, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. You could, but you, that's a different situation. Does that, does that spin into that like the Family Guy sketch where it's the uh, they're doing the uh, pad commercials and Phil, she's not like, so fresh. Yeah. She's like, I, I don't follow you. She's like, not so fresh. Down there, she's like, oh, 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 God, no, oh, God, no. no. Well, I I just posted up a, an image of uh, of Yeast Man in the chat, and uh, I say this because. The the funny thing about Yeast Man is he has another yeast cell budding off of him. <laughs> like they they've really thought well into it in this I mean, process of sure. creating. Like he's got a little little sidekick, which is his daughter cell. I don't I want, know. I want a little plush Something. Yeast Man. So uh, Left Hand sued White Labs for a couple million dollars because um, actually more than that probably uh, it was two million dollars in beer that the fact that Diastaticus got in there basically ruined it and they had to recall a lot of beer that they had put out in the market. Yeah. I which remember, also tells you how much beer left hand is putting out in the market. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I remember kind of when we went over this, like they had like pictures at the time of like, you know, just busted like cans. Yeah. It, it, it definitely was um, a big deal for the, for left hand. Cause they're, they're a big brewery, but any brewery is operating on super thin margins. So um, a big, Big loss for them. Um, so the issue comes in on, okay, so why is diastaticus such a big deal? 
So if you look at normal yeasts, you're trying to get yeast to outcompete other spoilage bacteria that's out there. So if you put in yeast, which is eating simple sugars, into something that has one or two cells of another, um, if you put billions of yeast cells in with two or three cells of another like bacteria or another something that's eaten those that same sugar, the billions of yeast cells will eat the the sugars, and then there's nothing left for the couple cells to really eat and propagate. It's all gone by the time they get there. Diastaticus is weird because the billions and billions and trillions of yeast cells will eat all the sugars, but then there's leftover sugars that diastaticus can eat that this other yeast cell left behind. And so they're not competing for the same resources. And so there's no, no issue without competing the other yeast because they can just take over the leftovers and eat through those. Um, it's like raccoons in your garbage. They don't mm-hmm. care that it's garbage. You're not going to eat it, but they, they don't care a bit. Um, so that's the first time that, that's uh, Staticus, uh, the, the raccoon, the raccoon. In your garbage. I amaze myself with that uh, analogy. Um, I can see the meme now of just you know, so you know, Brewer opens up the the back of his his house, sees a trash can lid open, is like, "You get out of here, raccoon!" And it's like diastaticus turns around, going, and runs. <laughs> or no, it's I, I just picture Brewer flipping open the top of the kettles, smacking it with a broom handle. Get on out, yeah. Get on out, yeah. Just raccoons just start diving out. So the problem lies in the fact that if you get one or two of these cells in a packaging line and you don't get it out, it's done. If you get one or two of these cells in a batch of yeast, it's done. Like that yeast is infected and you're done with it. So even though at the time they were talking about diastaticus as its own standalone yeast, White Labs packages 18 different varieties of SCA1 positive yeasts. So that means there were 18 different yeasts that they could have been packaging that could have caused this infection. And it was really because of the um, the the lawsuits and everything that White Labs has actually started going through the process of genetically marking all of their yeasts to say, does this have this gene in it? Does it not have this gene in it? Um, which is a very expensive trial to kind of go through. Um, sequencing the genomes of every yeast out there that they produce. But it's a lot cheaper than paying out $2 million to a brewery that says you infected their yeast strains. I say it goes above and beyond to protect them in the long run. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where, yeah, the upfront cost right now seems absurd. But in the long run, they're like, no, we we can take this to court and go, you're full of it. Like, we, (laughs) we went through the trouble. They're all genetically marked. Show us. Yeah, and that's and that's a lot of what they were saying was, well, there's a lot of yeast that over attenuate, and what left hand is saying is, hey, that's fine, but the last time you produce, you may have produced a strain of this yeast and then not properly washed. I mean, everybody's got humans working in their facilities. You may not have followed proper procedure, which caused two or three of your um, somebody didn't put this through the the sterilizer, and so two or three cells got through. And now you've you've ruined millions of dollars in beer because this sanitary product is actually contaminated with another sanitary product, but just a different variety than what was expected. Yeah, that's the that, that's the real bitch of this whole thing is it's a, like single cells can do this. Yeah, unlimited Miss, food. Missing I, a uh, single cell can cause you know millions of dollars of product to just have to be poured down the drain. You know, and uh, and you're this is a it's a a, a Dragon Ball uh, 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 villain <laughs> cell 
Literally, yes. if you don't take every last atom of him out of existence, yes. he pops back up, just regenerates from from a single cell. And that's the thing, like with White Labs, they're brewing in um, into these these single use packaging units. But at the same time, the connectors that they use are going to be multi-use. The, all the different pieces that they that go into that um, have to be completely sterile before they can use them again. By the way, this is a tangent not related to the topic. I would like to see a doctor who has uh, ha- who who does a lot of vasectomies. And he just calls ha- you know calls his office the sterilizer. It, right. it, it has to exist. Has to. Sorry. It had, came up earlier in the thing, and it's just been like floating around in my brain for, for a good couple of minutes. I had to get it out. Okay. And let me say, most most breweries are not sterilizing everything, especially the packaging line. The packaging line is one of the more like, okay, yes, you want to keep it as sanitary as you can and reduce the number of cells that are left over batch to batch. But... In a packaging line, there is really so many nooks and crannies. You're not going to sterilize it. You're just trying to reduce the the load. But if you've got a, a packaging line that processes both diastatic or STA one positive brands and STA one negative brands, you're going to have cross contamination. That there's just no way to to completely remove that that risk. Even though some breweries will actually switch out all the rubber gaskets. And this is my STA-1 rubber gasket, and this is my non-STA-1 rubber gasket. And there's there's groups that will actually create different colored gaskets. So you know all the red ones are for when we package this type of beer. All the black ones are for normal use. And that way you know you never are using one that's that's wrong. Yeah, that's a good call. Good old color. I was just thinking, yeah, I was just thinking like, <laughs> I know someone's going to mess that up, though, and just put the, the same thing in the, the whole thing. But if they're color-coded, that makes it at least a little bit harder. That that kind of changes things up. So you've got kind of a warning sign there, at least. But even then, everybody's got humans working in their brewery. There's always there's always things that can go right? wrong. Right, people. Am I right? Jesus. Yeah. Just picturing you pick up like a red gasket and you're about to put it in with the others, and you you know you should look at it and just go danger, danger, Will Robinson, <laughs> danger, yeast Robinson. In and Chris may know this because of the line of work he's in, but in like the OSHA regulations, there's three levels. Um, there's designing for uh, so something could never happen. Like you, you take the whole situation out of that even being a possibility. If you don't want to fork into a plug-in, you don't own forks and plug-ins in the same place. Like that's <laughs> how you, you prevent that from happening. Number two is making it difficult for people to do it. So you put like a lockout box on the plug-in so no one that has a fork can go and lock it out. And number three is training. And what OSHA likes is you just don't have forks and plug-ins in the same place. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. very much well, Let's like. eliminate all of this. <laughs> yeah, there's not even the possibility that's there. So for many breweries, that means – Okay, we have a uh, a bad beer critter brewery, and then we have another brewery that does these other clean beers, if you will. Bring, yeah, bring this up every time we talk about yeasts, but there's that that judging thing that you guys went to, where like they were doing wild judgings at a brewery, and oh, they just yeah. went like, those go outside. <laughs> yeah, you don't crack those inside these walls. I yeah. will not have that in my house. Yep. That's that's good practice. They just, you that's, never know. that's how you get yeasty. That's how you get yeasty grapes. 
didn't they did it in a ventilated like it was a specific spot and they were like no these all have to be they had to be opened and poured outside like the whoever was tending to that table of judges had to like take them outside open them pour them and then bring it inside after it had settled for the judges jesus <laughs> it it was crazy but yeah i don't blame cuz that i'm not going to say names we were all there that day but that brewery doesn't do anything that's a, not a clean beer. They mm, do yeah. nothing. They don't do sours. They don't nothing. They don't do tarts. They don't do anything. <laughs> like they keep it clean, straight by the book. Well, this next one that we're going to talk about is the only one of these beer critters that we actually allow in our brewery. Oh, yes, yeah. and it's only on hot side that we allow it, and you'll see why here in a minute. Yeah, and I feel like this is also the one that like a lot of people have heard about, besides Brett, obviously. Uh, lactobacillus. So, you just to say is, it like a valley girl? I just had to say it like right. Madison for some reason, and I don't know why. She is now the, the benchmark for With the Y. With two <laughs> in the Y. You but no. How do you say, oh, it's lactobacillus. It's got two L's. Two L's and, and, an, and I. an I. And it's not where you think. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad we're all on the same page. Although we haven't seen the newest episode now. So, so Lactobacillus uh, is Madison. Got it. Oh, God. <laughs> Such a great... I, I can't. Okay. Wongers. Uh, if you're not watching... That's what Lactobacillus says when it comes it. into a to a high sugar environment. Just, Wongers! Is that its catchphrase? <laughs> Always slightly buzzed. <laughs> not really sure why. Doesn't matter the time of day. <laughs> you have any of the, the yak... Yak milk. milk. <laughs> oh Yak's dear. Milk with vodka. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Probably the most friendly or a uh, friend. Sorry. Now I'm just like con- constantly thinking of, of that. Okay. Uh, probably the most friendly of the weird beer critters. So uh, it's because it's especially susceptible to heat and hops. So as we've mentioned in previous episodes, hops are used in beer because they have antimicrobial properties. Even as little as 10 IBUs in a beer would be enough to significantly impair the ability for lacto to survive. Lacto also dies out at a fairly low temperature in brewing, so the act of boiling is more than enough to eliminate all of the lacto cells in a beer. Much like if it tells any of its friends about the deal that Lactobacillus made, it will (laughs) harvest the souls of Lactobacillus and all of its friends and family. Which is, like, so dramatic. I can't. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so lacto sounds like lactose, and that isn't by chance. This is because it was first found and isolated from milk. Lactobacillus is a bacteria that makes milk go sour. Yaks Ugh. milk? Yaks milk. <laughs> so, do we, we don't we know. To, do it could need, be a thing. Do we need to do an episode where we do weird things like get some yaks milk somehow. <gasps> Source it and do yak's milk and vodka. Like the weird drinks that they make in TV shows and movies. Because we did beers. Uh, we, you know, the beer labels. Yeah, but yeah. we didn't actually make like, the concoctions, basically. I'm thinking of like some of that hair of the dog that bit you hangover cure stuff, too, where it's like, oh, God, it's going to get bad. No, I'm, Which not doing, I'm, not, I'm not doing another one of those. No, we did the hangover cures. No, <laughs> I won't. I won't uh, do it again. I'll, I'll Also, like, it has to be hard to find yak's milk. Like that's <laughs> well, I mean, we've got jungle gyms. Oh, sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Pretty so. sure they just have a yak out there in the bathroom. <laughs> then go. Right. Look, they don't. So, uh, 
for a future episode, looking at Jungle Gems, they do not sell Mama Juana. They do sell things infused with Mama Juana. That's very okay. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. And if you're wondering <laughs> what the hell's Mama Juana, you'll want to stay tuned to the channel. <laughs> nice. Okay, so buttermilk and yogurt are both created with the use of lacto. You will find lactobacteria on the outside of almost all brewing grains. And in the case of acid malt from Germany, the bacteria is intentionally grown on the malt to keep to the German purity laws while adjusting mash pH. Uh, When buying probiotics, you'll find a variant of multiple variants of lacto inside those capsules. Brands of fruit and dairy product or product probiotics, such as Good Belly, promote live lactobacteria inside of their drinks. I've heard of that brand, actually. Uh, in the brewing industry, brewers or breweries sorry, will use these live products as starters for their kettle soured ales. Midwest Fruit Tarts, American Kettle Berliner Weiss, uh, and other quick soured beers are all used are all using lacto as their bacteria to create lactic acid and sourness in the beer. Lacto takes, sorry, what? Oh, I was just going to say, like, when you mentioned lacto, I was like, yeah, that's going to be our uh, our kettle sours. That's what it's time to <laughs> absolutely positively have to pucker every lips in the room, except no <laughs> substitutes. Uh, um, also, like, lacto shortened for some reason. And maybe this is also because, like, I have it in my head all the time now. Like, can I draw that? Um, it's like, I'm just picturing like a superhero of some kind, <laughs> like Lacto, you know, <laughs> that's, uh, uh, yeast man or whatever's, uh, oh, uh that's his pet is, uh, his, his yeast Lacto dog, boy. Lacto. Oh my God. Or, or no, yeah, like, his Robin. You know? I was gonna say Lacto, the, the yeast, the, the super yeast. So it's a little dog. It's like, um, like crypto. Also tells you how much we've watched a lot of this stuff, but it's also it's like a polter pup on Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> kinda, you know what? Yeah. So uh, the little bud that comes off of Yeast Man, you know what his name has to be, and it can't uh, can't be his sidekick, right? Like that can't be a thing, right? Mm. It's got to be his bud e. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, and like uh, like in The Incredibles. Well, because it's a bud. Like yeah, a no, I, bud. I'm just trying to... Yeah. Uh, lacto takes sugars in beer. Instead of creating alcohol, it creates lactic acid. This process, when done anaerobically, will create Without a very... Air. Huh? It, there's uh, aerobic and anaerobic, and anaerobic is no oxygen. Ah, right, okay. I couldn't remember. Air. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Look, so this this episode is like the most biologically in-depth we've gone in a while. This is like super science right now. My warning from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it should have been, we could place that warning. You might learn something about microbiology in this episode. <laughs> warning science. Um, well, y'all, I believe we got us uh, some book learning going on with our sciences. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that, uh, the process creates a very clean, sour flavor with very little funkiness. Uh, if oxygen gets into the process, though, the beer will get a rotten garbage-like aroma. Yum. Uh, lactic acid bacteria likes to ferment warm. Body temperature is perfect for the bacteria to reproduce, and brewers will sour this beer in the kettle because they can maintain a 100-degree Fahrenheit temperature the whole time. Also, like, the body heat thing. I'm just like... <laughs> just... 
Okay. You're thinking of like, like uh, uh, hundred degree EO. milk. Uh, okay. um. I was trying to take a drink <laughs> when you said that. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Exactly. Everybody Just has to smell now. Yeah, yogurt's made. Oh, I mean, I yeah. Uh, so I like cottage cheese, but I have these fears. <laughs> of taking a drink of milk and it just being like warm cottage cheese. <laughs> I feel like it would have been funnier too if you had just said like, I love cottage cheese, but I have these fears and you just didn't elaborate. <laughs> just stopped there. Yeah, I mean, that's that sums everything up. Uh, okay, Lactobacillus comes in multiple strains uh, with each appearing in various forms of sour ales, goose, Berliner Weiss, and Lambics. Each strain may produce some slightly different sour levels of or some different aromas. The time it takes for the strain to create acidity also varies. Yeah, lactose is the only one we'll bring in. Um, it goes in the kettle. When it goes in the kettle, we will bubble CO2 from the bottom port to get um, the lacto strains. We'll use actually yogurt from the local grocery store that has live bacteria still in it. I used to use a single culture strain. You can't buy it anymore. They're out of it everywhere. Like everybody's making kettle sours, so they just can't get enough of it. Um, so we'll go buy yogurt. I'll go buy like five or six uh, quarts of yogurt, put them into a into the kettle, give it a little a little whisk up, and bubble some CO two through it to purge all the oxygen out of it, and then wrap saran wrap around the kettle. To, to keep it um, free of oxygen. And then that's it just sets for a couple days wow. warm. And then we start boiling it and everything's sanitized so that it it's all good to go. And we're not getting that anywhere else in the brewery on the cold side because everything's dead by the time it reaches there. What do you do with all the rest of the yogurt? Like the whole yogurt goes into the beer. Oh, okay. He's like that beer yogurt. just has yogurt in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just thinking, like you, you take, you, know, you go hunting for like, you know, like, uh, like good bits that you need, and then the rest you just capture. Like, nope. you're sitting there watching it, you know, get ready, just eating buckets <laughs> of yogurt. Now, if you were a, um, if you were a brewery that you're Jamie Lee Curtis, <laughs> if you were growing up for large batches, you would take the yogurt and pour it off into some wort, propagate that up pour that like decant that off so you would get the bacteria into the next batch and then keep like growing it larger and larger or small enough to where you can just dump that much in and it's good to go sorry i'm now picturing a kettle sour called the uh, called the jamie lee curtis <laughs> <laughs> i demand it but no that's great I, yeah, I love that it's, it's, casey's like oh i can't source the yeast i want well we know they use it to make yogurt so just go get some yogurt literally one day we were, we knew we had some of this bacteria laying around. So here's the thing. I hid it from myself. More, <laughs> I, I put it somewhere in the brewery so that it was nowhere near other things, but it was away from the, I was like, I don't want this getting anywhere near the beer. I don't want to spoil the beer. Let's put it away from everything else and put it in a dark cold corner so that we're not getting this near good beer at all. And then I couldn't find it. So, <laughs> The brewer, I was like, well, we're just going to have to use yogurt. Like, that's what everybody else does. So I had to go and buy uh, six quarts of yogurt at Walmart. And luckily they had live active yogurt because I had a beer in the kettle and uh, it needed it. Um, 
So we were able to find uh, uh, any yogurt that has live bacteria in it will work. Um, Activia is <laughs> is one of those. Uh, we didn't use Activia because it's more expensive. But yeah. um, so this Activia. is so vile. I can't believe I'm going to say it. So that boil, it it was on the boil, and it was hurting for a squirt <laughs> of the yogurt. <laughs> brand to use um <laughs> stony build organic probiotic yogurt that's what we use <laughs> uh, i'm so, just saying you oh god help me and the specific lactobacillus that we use is uh lactobacillus acidophilus so acid loving um lactobacillus which yeah. is not justin's esophagus not at all. Um, we actually were looking at changing it up a little bit because there's like four or five commercially available lactose out there, and some of them are better at souring than others. Like right now we're doing three days to sour up the beer. Um, there's some that will do it in 24 hours, and if we can get it done and over with, it's just that much quicker. So I'm um, looking at com- a couple different options there. Saying what if you call it like – like a Laurie Strode kettle sour. <laughs> we need to do like a, a virus. See, see if anyone catches it. Uh, I do not, but I, I can Google. Oh, you don't catch that one. That's that's what I'm saying. I can, it's, it's subtle enough. It's subtle enough, but it's that's my favorite horror series, period. Well, second favorite. My Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis is is Laurie Strode in Halloween movies. Gotcha. Yeah, Um, that's what I was like. You know, just enough to kind (laughs) of. Which you have the? I guess they're saying it's gonna be the final one. The Halloween. They always say that. Well, now it's literally it's literally called Halloween Ends. I don't trust it at all. I never watched those movies. I wanted like I wanted to see the last one that they did where it's like Jamie Lee Curtis finally reprised her role came back and she's like hunting him (laughs) the tables have turned they they literally had the scene where she's like says a one-liner and cocks a shotgun and i was like (laughs) yeah i want to see that i've never seen it all right so moving in from uh kind of one of the more common brewery um acidifiers to one of the least common, at least one would hope least common in breweries, and that's Pediococcus. Uh, Pedio is probably the strangest and least used of all the beer strains, uh, or the beer weird beer critters. Um, it's found most commonly in Belgian beers, especially those which are spontaneously fermented, since this is most commonly found on the outsides of fruits and vegetables. Um, it is a bacteria. It's anaerobic, and uh, one of the weirder characteristics it has is it's actually come up with a way to protect itself against oxygen uh, by forming a pellicle, which is a white uh, – it kind of looks powdery. It's a film that forms on top of the beer when it's fermenting. Um, it effectively blocks the oxygen from being absorbed into the liquid, thus allowing the the critter to kind of do its thing a little bit better um lactobacillus will do this somewhat but really pedio is where it's at as far as creating a really big uh pellicle um it is a direct yeah 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 (laughs) everything you've said about it up to this point it's just screaming in my head it's like oh 
it, you know, you're just like Belgian and screaming, like all these things. And my, all these alarm bells are going off going, oh, yeah, so this is what's really uh, getting into all the, um, oh, my God, and then my brain blanks. <laughs> Don't drink, kids. It really affects your memory. Uh, it was right there. Um, flipping the Belgian, most famous Belgian beers that we did a whole series on last year. Abbey? The tra- uh, old Abbey slash Trappist? Yeah, the Trappist. Trappist Ales. I'm just like, this has got to be so prevalent in Trappist Ales. Oh my mm. goodness, what a link. Eh? Scratch that. I just try to post up a link and it's like seven pages. Oh. Um, no. Not clicking yeah. that. Oh my Let me, God. <laughs> after you get down to the bottom of that, uh, oh then you can God. click on this new link. It's a picture of a pellicle. <laughs> and um, that way you, I can get some reactions. You say, can I get a bitly to that? Jesus <laughs> Christ. There's like, I want a bitly that's like nine pages. I want a bitly that's even longer than that. That is, that's the Rosetta Stone. (laughs) The thing, that's that's a link that is just traced over in hieroglyphics, Greek, and Latin. (laughs) And it doesn't even work. That's the best part of it. Like, it's not even a good link. Um, It's base 64. It's like a programming language. Um, So, (laughs) anyway, this looks like. Popcorn pustules. Oh, God. This looks like Ian's liver. His, oh, old, one, his old one, not yeah. the new one. <laughs> not the new one. one's great, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's kind of like a, a weird powdery film skin. Um, when you get it, you you... I mean, unless you've never seen it before and have no idea. If you've never seen it before and have no idea, you're really freaked out. But when you get it after you've seen it the first time, you know exactly what it is. That's what she said. Um, so the crazy thing about it is the beer actually – or the, this pediococcus will actually has evolved to create this pellicle to protect itself. Mm-hmm. So that's the cool thing about it is like this blocks oxygen from getting into the beer, and the PDO creates its own oxygen barrier. Um, it's just such a cool organism in that, in that way. Um, Looks at the beard and says, I'm not locked up in here with you. You're locked up in here with me. So some strains of PDO are actually resistant to hops up to 30 IBUs, which means it's actually going to be able to survive in most low hopped beers. You're not going to see them in um, in your big IPAs. Uh, barley anything, wine, anything from Sierra Nevada is going to destroy this. <laughs> most likely. Um, take a, take a torpedo straight to it. They developed a torpedo. I guess they had one batch get infected by this. They said, F it. And then they invented the torpedoes. Never again. <laughs> the hop torpedoes. And they said, these torpedoes are to get straight at Pediococcus. Damn the Pediococcus. <laughs> Full torpedoes ahead. So, like, uh, 30 IBUs, that's that's about the point where this one's going to be killing out. Um, it's not going to happen above that. Um, the bacteria is lactic acid forming. So just like lactobacillus, um, this one is going to form lactic acid and some sour flavors. But it actually doesn't create a clean sour. It creates a sour flavor with some acetone Ooh. and buttery diacetyl in there. So whenever you think of infected beer, um, diacetyl plus acetic acid is what is the classic dosing thing to give like, okay, this beer is infected. If you get those two things together, um, it's an easy way to pick it out. So green flash is what you're telling me. Cause I never had a single <laughs> beer from them 
that didn't taste like that. I was going to say, <laughs> acetone, I'm like, wait, like nail polish remover? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so in low in low quantities, acetone can actually be pretty pleasant. Like Flanders beers specifically have some acetone in them. Um, but it has a – so if you take acetone, like nail polish remover, and you mix it in – don't drink this – but mix it in like a couple drops into a beer, it'll lit. smell fruity. <laughs> like you'll get like this weird – um, Hold on, I'll go see if I can find any for signs. <laughs> if you've got acetone in your apartment, I'm going to be shocked. Unless yeah, do, you I, all I, are go, doing like Rocky Horror this week or something. No, no he could not this week. Uh, dude from Babish paints his nails. Man, <laughs> but Bob doesn't. That I, I know. Of. He has other people. Many petties up in here, and I was no joke. An aside, I got so upset. So. I don't know why I got it in my head, but for some reason I'm like, ooh, we're going to be staying at like one of the nicest resorts at Disney. I was like, surely they're going to have a spa there. I was like, getting Manny Petties. Like, no. I was like building it up in my mind. I was like, this is getting done. I can't wait. My toes yeah. need it. And then yes. I looked and I was like, damn it, they don't have a spa. We're <laughs> taking Chris to the Bippity Boppity Boutique. They don't do Manny Petties at the Bippity Boppity Boutique. Apparently, they, could, up. they could put me in a princess outfit and everything. I don't care. <laughs> It's like someone saved my toes. Uh, you and like my Bernie. child are going to be there together. I'm going to be like Bernie <laughs> Mac when I can get a Manny Petty from Bad Santa. I have, like, I have no, no problem. Uh, hmm? Bernie Mac and uh, uh, Bad Santa when he's getting yeah, a pedicure a- and they're getting. He's like, don't romance him now. Get in there. No, no, get get one with some high gloss. Yeah, that candy apple red. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking of uh, Bernie Mac in uh, uh, the Ocean's movies when he's also getting. Oh, you he know. is in that too. Yeah, that, that's a <laughs> good carryover. Yeah, <laughs> just pay attention. That's Maybe awesome. he just really liked pedicures. You know. Uh, look, many pedis are fine. I don't like the idea of people I don't know hanging on to me for long periods of time doing things to my hands and feet. Yeah. Okay, give, give, give me my toes back. Continue. <laughs> They're just like, like no, no. How Get about so the new. The new Disney ship that just launched, is it The Wish? Yeah. yeah. So The Wish has a barbershop slash bar. That's what's up. It's called I mean, it's Hook's Barbary. It's literally I can get themed one to of those. Hook. I can get use out of one of those things. You can go, <laughs> if you time it you right. You can get a shave. If you time it right, you can go, which is what they did. Uh, it was, I can't remember which bloggers or vloggers did it. But they timed it so that they got their Manny Petties, and as they were finishing up their Petties, the bar was opening. So one of the guys was over there to start opening up the bar and went ahead and got them their drinks poured, and they're sitting there getting their pedicures finished up and getting their drinks poured. That's what's up. Nice. I'm just like, yeah, dog, I want that. <laughs> My local barber has been like forcefully trying to get a, um, a liquor license to do something very similar. I'm being down. I'd, I'd love to. So back to Pedia. Um, <laughs> Pedia. So like the fl- we were talking a little bit about acetone. That in like the Flanders beer smells really fruity because it's so so light. Um, but that's not the weirdest thing about this this species. Um, the weirdest thing that this bacteria does is it causes an effect called beer sickness or ropiness. <laughs> You say that. Uh, I was say Kevin Smith. I'll just go to Kevin That's exactly. Smith. It's so ropey. It's yep. so ropey. 
That's exactly where I go every time I hear it. And it was just one little nugget. <laughs> so this may be even, even grosser than that. So some strains of, of this pediococcus bacteria can cause beer or wine to go ropey, also known mm-hmm. as sick, or in, um, in its original French, uh, the fat sickness. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got a case of that, too. <laughs> Uh, ropiness in beer uh, also can occur with Brettanomyces, uh, or sorry, ropiness in beer that also has Brettanomyces in that beer. So if you put Pediococcus and Brettanomyces t- together, the Pediococcus will make ropiness, the Brettanomyces will get rid of it. Because we talked a little bit about how Brettanomyces breaks down those those mm. um, various different types of, of uh, diastaticus specifically, <laughs> but Brettanomyces can break down various different types of... It's like an infinity of, cycle of it just making the rope and then just, the Brett just consuming it? Well, they, in just, about, they start pouring it out like, oh my god. I know it's not actually rope, but like, like become ropey, quick. Get the Brett. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the solution. Oh, this beer's gone bad? Put more stuff that makes it go bad in it. Um, so, Two wrongs do make a right. The snake do. venom antidote situation. It may take a week to three months uh, for the Brett to actually break that down, but in that time, it'll it'll consume it and and spit it out basically as as standard beer again. Um, so I just noticed that we don't actually talk about what ropiness is in this. And I think it's important. Ropiness is viscosity. And so yeah. if you were to take a spoon and dip it in, it's going to come out and drip like slime. Ew. I was going to yeah. say, it's going to have like so, a, a slimy or syrupy or kind of... Literally those slime beers people were making for like, I don't even want to say a hot minute. It was like a flash in the pan thing for some reason that like jello plopping out of a can was a thing. That's very close to it. So if you were to think about like if you put some jello, you mixed up like liquid jello, blended jello, and you had some like just that slimy consistency. That's so pretty much I'm, what they were what probably it is. using this yeast to do that. Am I correct? The other option is they looked at that beer and we you know what this needs in there? Bone marrow. They may the the slime beers what I'm going to guess is they've just added a huge amount of some compound that creates gelatin, um, maybe agar or something like that to make it vegetarian. Uh, but that that would be my guess, at least. I don't think they were um, that uh, conscious when they were making it to make it vegetarian. They just wanted the the Instagram cred. Yeah, it's either gelatin or or agar. The agar being the the vegetarian version. It also sounds I'm like picturing beer be that Targaryen pours like. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brittany. I was just agar sounds like Targaryen. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, it just sounds like beer that pours uh, like uh, uh, like slime from that's what you if you can't say that on television or nickel <laughs> you know, later Nickelodeon. Yes, look, lit- the, the the shots and videos I saw it literally like looked like someone trying to pour lime jello out of a can. <laughs> See I, I can remember that. It did not look good. I only ever saw, like, not even a handful. I saw, like, two breweries trying to make this a thing, and it died very quickly. Everyone else was like, no, stop it. Yeah, that's when everyone was, that was at the peak. That was that was the jumping the shark of the over-fruited <sighs> beers, because that's what it was supposed to be. That's what I was like. It just looks like lime gelatin, which is, I'm pretty sure all they it, did was go and get, like, 
a 50-gallon drum of there's, lime jello and dump it into the vat. There's something from this picture that Ka- this video Casey has sent where it it just makes me want to throw up. It's snot-like. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. snot-like. Look at that mucus. I can't even hear the word mucus, and I'm like... <laughs> so let's get Biokimi here and talk a little bit. <laughs> All uh, right. Um, anything that gets we'll us wait. away from that. So get, get Biokimi and... Uh, 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 I was going to try to find some other science name to turn into a female name. It was going to be like Calclea. I was like, someone, no, that's, that doesn't work. Someone get a hold of Biocal. <laughs> Um, so this is formed because of a production of exopolysaccharides. Bam, so exopolysaccharides basically means polysaccharides created by the bacteria. Um, they create their own slime coating, if you will. <laughs> oh, uh, God. And- this is common for Pediococcus, but also other lactic acid bacteria species. Um, it is known to contain about 4 to 15% of proteins and nucleic know. acids um, in their RNA form. So it's literally RNA, kind of like DNA mm-hmm. and proteins, like built into the slime. Oh. It is the primordial goo. That um, is is so proverbial here. It's it's um, it's what like at the beginning of mankind, at the beginning of life, this is this is the slop the slop that goo. stuff started crawling out of. Slurries. Is, we are all born from this this ropiness. Um, born so not, from the rope, and we'll die from the rope. <laughs> not all Pediococcus strains do produce to produce this, but uh, the ones that do make this exopolysaccharide will make beer go ropey. Um, it is not needed to survive in the beer, however. So the exopolysaccharides are not a requirement in order for it to be produced. Um, but the biofilm and ropey beers are found to be more acidic, alcohol or acid, alcohol, uh, sulfur dioxide tolerant than other pediococci. This is probably a protective mechanism just like the pellicle is. It's protecting itself from other, um, from the, the things that it creates. As well as um, the sulfur dioxide is what we use to sanitize uh, drinks. So that's whenever you, you think about um, uh, uh, contained sulfites on the, mm. the side of a wine label, they're using sulfites to get rid of bad beer or bad critters. And it's if it has ropiness, then it's a little bit more able to fin that off. The thickness will actually increase, which is interesting, with um, the presence of malic acid, which is going to be present in uh, – usually it's a bacteria that will create it on the surface of apples specifically. So malic acid being a, huh. an apple acidity. Um, that you, malic, acid, malic acid fermentation is usually what you get to change the acidity in apples to a little bit different um, – type of acidity um so we've spoken about four different beer critters today separately but what's going to happen is you're most likely going to find some combination of all of these in your traditional beers um this goes back to something we mentioned in the beginning of the show prior to the invention of this motto culture brewing and pasture when beer was made with blend with the the single yeasts um it was really made with a blend of yeasts and bacteria that happened to form the house strain of each brewery. And you had certain 
yeasts and bacteria that outcompeted others and just became the the house strain for each brewery location. Um, each brewery was a little bit different, and that's why you have you know all these Belgian breweries that are are, are monastic breweries that are creating beers that taste slightly different because they're using their strains from you know hundreds of years ago when their house strain was very much grown by them. Brewery kind of having a fingerprint of sorts, um, a unique culture of symbiotic yeasts and bacteria that have established a house strain or a house flavor. With the invention of sanitary processes, we've really made beer more consistent, but it's also lost a lot of its character that once possessed with the diverse culture of strains within each location and their processes. So the next time you pick up a wild fermented beer or something created from a cool ship or a wild ale process, think about the ways modern beer and modern processes have possibly changed that flavor, aroma, and ropiness going forward. Ropey. Like we're all just ruined by that term, right? That's a, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Drink anything ropey tonight? No, thank you. Actually, drink with me, friend. Sorry, timing. <laughs> Does Nyquil count? <laughs> Nyquil would be ropey. Yeah, I would say Nyquil is ropey. Yeah, that's fair. Um, right. Yeah. What it well okay I guess we had two different things, I mean three different things. Oh, <laughs> you you start then. All right, uh, I went as close as I could. I'm sure I've got some things in the my like mini fridge that would uh, meet the qualifications for this episode. Mm. I didn't feel like digging through there to actually land one because we, it would we just... weren't about to get wrecked. So I went with a little treat I picked up on our recent beer run. Up to the Chicago land area. I went with Phase 3's Nectar. It's a sour ale with fruit. This is the Mango Passion Fruit and Key Lime variant. Mango. Mango. Lime is so good. I don't see the rest of the deets on the can at a glance. I was very surprised. Like, usually the Nectar's... uh, fly away like they don't make it usually to distro i'm not used to that <laughs> so we walked into the the open bottle and i saw four packs in there and i just immediately grabbed it like mine <laughs> mine so uh but i liked it <clears throat> the key lime added a little something i wasn't expecting in the tart area because usually these are i don't know they're just usually more sweet than tart and that just took it over the edge on tart i liked it uh, that was my attempt at, to style, and then after I finished that off, had to I had to get something else to finish out the episode, and I grabbed a local uh, Fifty West Wienermobile Fest beer lager because this is our last Oktoberfest. Tis style the season, beer. yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, and okay. I also had Phase Three <laughs> because mm. Phase Three because there's a fridge full of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I had the DDH double pixel density. Ooh, okay. Yeah. The double dry hop. Yeah. And like you can double when, dry. when you open the can even, like you can get that you get that smell of the I don't know, like the hops, but like not the bitter smell. Like a like a, a fresh citrusy kind of I don't know. It brought to a pine forest. It, it, would it, you say it there's a, citra a, hops involved? Oh yeah, 
Uh, it had because a, that's lo- a pineapple st- vibe to me. It's straight citra, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, well, yeah, and then it just has the like the double dry hop situation, but uh, <sighs> delicious because I don't know. I don't think I've had anything I didn't like from them. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, there. They were a pretty safe bet when it came to uh, to shopping up there. Speaking of which, Bob, what are you having? Uh, I'm not drinking anything from Phase Three. Oh, okay. I thought you were. I don't know why. No, uh, I did pick up something we picked up on uh, the on the beer run though, which is probably going to be a recurring theme for me for a while because that was a lot of beer. Yeah, got to get rid of that beer somehow. <laughs> no, I I went for something close-ish to style, and I went to Nuglaris Raspberry Tart. Ah, right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the stream started just after I reacted to the first sip. I, I may have had this once before a while back, but it's been so long, and I took a sip, and I just like, oh, God, yes. <laughs> it was a natural botanical commercial in my mouth. <laughs> you were the herbal essences, girl. It was the herbal essence, yeah, just like, ah! That's amazing. Uh, natural no, it, botanicals. That's what I'm thinking of, yes. Uh, it was... Oh, it was so good. It was... It was it was not so tart you couldn't like live with it. There's like a actually a decent amount of like you know good sweetness in there too, but it was so good. Um, and it it went away eventually because I drank it all. So uh, I also grabbed a can or two of Spotted Cow for when I knew that would run out. Because Spotted Cow. I mean, if if yeah, I just figured I'd I'd keep it in the family. Uh, <laughs> by the way, the. Uh, 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 raspberry tart is a uh, 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 Wisconsin Frambois ale. It's about four percent ABV, and I'll pull it up on Beer Advocate just to see kind of what their ninety-seven score. We're all shocked. Not surprised. Yeah. Not a bit. I, was, I, I, I saw it and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's fair." That they is... do really good fruit beer. Yeah, they do. Like, the packaging no of that surprised. one reminded me of uh, a cherry tart that yeah. I had from them that was probably in the same series, mm-hmm. just cherry instead of mm-hmm. raspberry. Yeah. Yeah. Look, top I, of the line. I was explaining it to my boss and had to be like, so you remember Smokey and the Bandit and how <laughs> back in the day, Coors didn't have to distribute outside of Colorado because everyone just came there to get it. I was like... This brewery just discovered, yeah, they don't have to distribute outside the state because the rest of the world will come to the state just to get the beer. If you brew it, they will come. Y'all, I just about scared the overalls off of me. (laughs) I was talking, or, you know, I I talked, and then I apparently said something that sounded very similar to, hey, G-O-O-G-L-E. And she started talking in the other room, and I'm home alone, and it's dark back here. And I was about ready to go crazy. Some British lady was breaking in. <laughs> hey, Alexa's calling from inside the house. Ours will just go off random. No one has to be talking. And in the middle of the night, you'll hear it go, bling, like kick on in the other room. And go, bling, as it kicks off and it's like, what? Or I don't know. Sometimes it'll just be like the most random things. We're just like, no one said it. What are Better. you doing? It's, it's just it's picking up the ghosts of the children who died in the fire of this school. <laughs> Stop it. It's why it's why the school closed and they had to turn it into apartments. It's like Prestonsburg Elementary. We'll yeah, talk the, about that after. The sea serpent that came out of the basement and killed all those children. If you go down there after a flood, you can see the tentacle tracks leading in the sand back down the drains. <laughs> it's a Cthulhu. <laughs> Sorry, wet I'm just dream. picturing I'm like like it's like and then 
It's like, I walked and there were two footsteps. Then there were only tentacles dragging my body <laughs> off into the distance. That's when Cthulhu had taken me. <laughs> oh. And here we are. All right, Casey. <laughs> Casey, you already mentioned Nyquil. Are you slamming down uh, some grape drink? I'm the hotty toddy tonight. Um, but I pumped it Ni- up with some old granddad 114. So I was going to say uh, a Nyquil hot toddy. Yeah. Um, I did put a couple Hall's relief cough drops in the bottom for a little menthol kick. <laughs> All right. um, you should have. Uh, you, actually, you should save your Nyquil for your chicken. But that sounds like yeah. my, t- my camping tea. We went camping once and it rained like the whole weekend and this is in college and all we like sitting there around, you know, sitting in the tent where we barely had a little fire going and I was like, what are we going to do? And I was like, let's make some tea. So he's like, put pine needles, some cough drops, <laughs> whatever we can find, you know, like you do. Love it. Um, we're done. Your sinuses were clear. Y'all, I want to, like, if I were to ever be, go back to school and get a doctorate in some sciencey thing, I think I want my thesis to be over um, this exopolysaccharides, because they are some of the neatest stuff ever now that I'm reading into them. <laughs> like, we eat them all the time. Anything that you've got xanthan gum in, it's um, an exopolysaccharide. It's in, like, literally everything. Yeah. Um, and... Exopolysaccharides were used to clean up the Deep Horizon, Deepwater Horizon oil spill. Wow. Like, cool stuff. These polysaccharides uh, uh, saved my marriage. <laughs> I, I mean, depends on what caused it to break up. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, today's show was written by yours truly using sources from my brain. Um, no, uh, White Labs, uh, Chris White, um, his book from Yeast, um, a couple different resources on Wikipedia to kind of get some stuff, general, general pieces down. Um, but, uh, just a lot of just kind of general two or three sentences here or there. I had a lot of fun writing it. So, um, it was, it was definitely a learning experience for me too, because, there's some weird stuff about these um, <laughs> these beer critters that I did not know, and definitely want to learn more about. Sorry, I'm now but, thinking of a uh, thinking of a new yeast book called Das Yeast. Das Yeast. We need a beer critter yeast book because um, yeast is more the yeast book is more focused on um, getting. Yeah, the yeast you want. The the bad beer critters, those are the ones that need like some love and attention. Um, mm-hmm. Although I may already have one and just didn't look at it because there are some like books that I've got on funky beers and things like that. So those may actually talk a little bit about those types of, of yeast bacteria. Parliament yeastadelic. <laughs> All right, you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com and follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media and twitch.tv. I'm just saying that should be like some kind of like funky sour. We call it Parliament Yeastadelic. <laughs> Parliament just to... makes me think of the cigarette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the little. Cause, that's because you have a cocaine problem. Yeah, the little crack rock holder. <laughs> yes. Oh. They've got the recessed filter you can put your cocaine in. 
I had a conversation today about someone or with someone who said they were doing coke with Jesco White. Sure. Oh, that's who you do coke with. That's off yeah. The, off the hood of a Tahoe. Nice. I, mean, I mean, where else are you going to do it off of? Makes sense. <laughs> the logic of that sound, whether it's true or not, is a different statement, but, you know, otherwise. Eh. Makes sense. Yeah. Checks out. Well, you could tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. Did you do cocaine with Jesco White on the on the hood of a Tahoe? <laughs> Sounds like such a, I don't know. Like if you did. Kamar thing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it does seem like something uh, NPH would do in a Harold and Kumar movie. Uh, uh, anyway, if you did something like that, you can uh, send us an email at feedback at com, or you can use the feedback page on the website. Or, you know, apparently, apparently if you get high enough with Jesco, you can, you'll just reach a level of consciousness where you can just send your thoughts straight to us. There uh, don't actually. I just not condone uh, condoning any kind of drug use. I'm trying it, to be funny. It's Morse code with tap shoes <laughs> on a on a sheet of particle board thrown down in your muddy yard. <laughs> what what you tap on? You just keep hearing the tapping. It's like yeah. You know, it's like he's only tapping the same like three fast, three slow, three fast rhythm. I couldn't understand why. Oh, he needs help. All joking fun aside, we like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly and only contact us from your Elvis room. God. Uh, If if you're wondering what these Jesco White references are, please go look up the wild, wonderful whites of West Virginia. Or don't. You don't have to. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, so I was going to be like, oh, wait, check us out. Okay, when is the next live episode? Because we're we're doing a pre-record, folks. Who's surprised? No one. Next weekend. Um, next okay. weekend we're doing an episode. Yes. So instead of a next couple of weeks, wait another week <laughs> for the next live episode. <laughs> I guess. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then I think things will be. Or if this is the stream back wait to regularly weeks. scheduled programming, you'll never notice anything different happened. Theoretically, right. Um. Anyway, yes. So remember to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash have a drink show and have a drink store.com. Go um, buy a jersey, help we, the kids. Yeah, uh, we mentioned that. And then there's, you know, this new stickers and patch and yada yada. So uh, once again, I'm Britton Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>